great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow is just a dream away Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart And when it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away Hello, Disney addicts. This is Elizabeth. I am the writer of the Disney blog at uh, blogspot.com. This is my first attempt at a podcast, and I hope that you enjoy what I have for you. Um, yesterday, I watched The Little Mermaid probably for the, I don't know, couple hundredth time. I used to watch it a lot as a little girl. When I was four, I had a VHS tape of The Little Mermaid, and I broke it. And it was not fixable. <laughs> so my grandmother bought me another VHS tape of The Little Mermaid. And lo and behold, I broke that one too, because right after I would watch the entire movie, I would go back rewind the movie. Yes, in those days we had to rewind because we did not have DVDs. So I rewound the movie and I watched it in its entirety back to back, which resulted in me breaking a second tape. The second tape, my grandmother took it to um, get it fixed, but this particular VHS tape was only fixable up until we see King Triton come in and Sebastian goes on to take his role as the conductor in the concert. So I never ever in my childhood watching my own VHS tape saw the very beginning in which we see Prince Eric on his ship and we see the seagulls flying and they're singing about the, the mermaids and the fish in the ocean and then they catch a fish and the fish gets out and goes jumps back into the water and that's when we see all the other fish in Atlantica and it, that's where we're first introduced to Sebastian and all of the other all of our favorite creatures so with that said I did not see the beginning of that movie until the next time that it came out on VHS again and it had the whole new covering because there was a there was a reason by the whole design of the new covering which I won't get into but you can look it up on the internet if you want um, and then it was quite the surprise when I saw it and there was a whole beginning part to it because I had totally forgotten and I was probably about 10 when this next one came out I, I don't remember I'll have to look it up what year it was re-released but I was probably about 10 needless to say 
This is probably one of my favorite Disney movies. I wouldn't say it is the favorite, but it is definitely, I would say, about number two. I would also say that uh, Prince Eric is definitely my number one prince as far as the Disney princes go. Oh, and speaking of princes, congratulations to Will and Kate on their very first child and heir to the throne, who is, it was announced earlier today that it was a baby boy, so congratulations to them. So, Prince Eric is my favorite prince, probably because he's got the dark hair and the like, um, very bright ice blue eyes going on, and uh, he's one of, I think, princes that have dimples. Not very many of the Disney princes have them. I think that they're slightly difficult to draw. If you don't draw them just right, they probably do not look right. Ariel, who's the protagonist in The Little Mermaid, is a very determined little girl. She's 16 in the movie. She she wants something so bad and she's willing to do anything to get it, including giving up her voice, which is exactly what she does in The Little Mermaid. She I wouldn't say that she's my favorite princess, but she's definitely got something about her that I really love. I love her loyalty to Prince Eric. I love the fact that she was, in a way, willing to give up a part of her in order to to be with him. Um, if this was real life, I don't know if I, me, myself, would give up something about myself just to be with a man only because I there would be no guarantee that this particular man would feel the same way about me as I did about him. Anyway, that's beside the point. And Ariel, Ariel's future husband does reciprocate the feelings of love that she shares with him. This story is based on, the, the movie story is based on the Han Christian Andersen story. Uh, actually, if you go back and read the story, there are a lot of similarities between the two. Disney kept a lot of the significant parts about the story in the actual movie. They obviously changed a lot in the story. Probably for the um, for the movie portion part of it to make it just more enjoyable for the audience as as well as this is a child's or a a young a kids movie it's rated PG I believe so it, it is aimed towards that age group it is enjoyable for adults um, I would imagine I'm pretty sure that my mom did enjoy the movie when she had to watch it with us as kids and I still enjoy it today as an adult granted I grew up on this movie so of course I love it as I was watching the movie yesterday, I can actually just not watch the movie and still know what's going on, and I can repeat the majority of the dialogue, as well as uh, sing most of the songs, but I will refrain from doing that for you, because, uh, trust me, you do not want to hear it. Anywho, 
uh, I was looking up trivia on this particular movie, and I read something about how in Prince Eric's castle, when he's leaning up against the glass paneling and Grimsby is talking to him about he needs to find someone to marry because he, he she should be king of his kingdom and he just needs to find somebody to marry. Then they kind of zoom out and they show this. And I don't, I didn't see it in the movie. I only saw a picture of it online, and I've been meaning to go back and look at the picture in the movie. But there is a picture hanging on the wall of Prince Philip and Princess Aurora. And uh, some people who are really Disney fanatics, they be believe that Disney put that in there to kind of suggest that Prince Eric is would be a descendant of those two Disney characters. I don't know how true this is. I don't know if that was Disney intentions or not. However, it is there for you to go see it. As well as there are Mickey, Goofy, and Donald in the very beginning when we see King Triton being pulled in his chariot by the dolphins. You can see those three characters in the audience. You kind of have to know what you're looking for in order to find them, but they are there. I have personally seen them on my video when I found out that there's a possibility of them being there. I did go back and look and see that. Oh, let's see, what else can I say about The Little Mermaid? It is a very great film. I would hope that you have seen it. It's been out for, I don't even want to say because it came out two years after I was born, which would make it about 23, almost 24 years old. I'm pretty excited that it's coming to Blu-ray. I've already pre-ordered it, and on October 1st, it better be at my front doorstep. If not, I'm going to have to call Disney up, or maybe call the post office and let them know what's going on, because I am expecting it there on October 1st, and I most likely will be watching it then. Uh, let's see... I don't really want to spoil the video if you haven't seen it, so I won't tell you everything about it. I can talk about um, Ursula, who I would say is probably my favorite villain. She, I think she's one of the more likable villains. She's... If you don't know, she was based off of the drag queen Divine. And if you look at the picture of Divine, you can, you can tell that it is exactly her, but the character physical appearance looks just like her. The voice is voiced by Pat Carroll, who for a while she um, I watched a documentary about this she she wanted to play a villain for a long time. She thought playing the villain would be the most fun. When you always play a good person it, it's, it's not as difficult. I think it's not as challenging and it's not always that fun. But when you play the villain, you there's so much different character and dimensions to the character that it makes it way more interesting. And for her, she said that it would make it way more fun. So she had wanted to play a villain her whole life, and she finally got the chance. And I think she did a phenomenal job. She was very believable as a sea witch, human-slash-octopus. 
<sighs> so Ursula, I would say, if I had to rank my villains, she would probably be my favorite. I'm not a huge villain fan. I know a lot of people, they really do enjoy the villains more so than the other characters. That's not me. I'm definitely all about the Disney princesses and some of the other Disney characters. Uh, but I do enjoy the different types of villains that they come up with. I mean, how what would a Disney movie be without its Disney villain? Um, I, w I have to say that I have never met Ursula in person. I've never seen her as a character in Disney World or Disneyland. I've never gotten her autograph. I guess that should be my goal this time when I go down to Disney World would be to try to find her and get her autograph. I will let you know if that actually does happen. I Fingers crossed. So they did do a sequel to The Little Mermaid. It was The Little Mermaid 2, obviously, Return to the Sea. This is, I think, one of the better Disney sequels. Not the best, but one of the better ones. I, I To be honest, I don't even watch, when if I do watch it, I don't watch the whole video in its entirety. I usually just skip over to the parts where they're sung, and I really only like the video because I like the idea of being able to see the characters after the initial story. So Prince Eric and Prince and, um, and Ariel get married and they just live happily ever after. I mean, that's nice and good and everything, but I like to see the story afterwards. I mean, when I got married, it wasn't just happily ever after, now we can be happy, and the movie ends. No, we live together every day being a married couple, and there's more to our story than just our wedding and just us meeting. And so it's kind of nice to see this in the second film. I like to see what Disney's idea of the couples having children would be. I know a lot of people, they do Disney fan art, and they, they've they made some a lot of the famous couples' drawings of what their children would be like, and I, I like to see what Disney's perspective is on it, which I don't think they, they do that very often. It's very rare that you see, and I think that Prince Eric and Ariel are the only ones that actually have a child. I don't think any of the other couples have a child, an actual one, like not one that um, the fans have made on their own. I did see a picture on Pinterest, I pinned it, maybe I'll post it online, but there was a picture and there was all the couples, somebody did a drawing, a drawing or a painting or something, Did somebody did fan art and it was all the Disney couples having kids. And it was kind of cool to see, actually. And it was, I mean, they looked like they would have been actu their actual children. So I thought it was kind of cool. You should check it out if you get a chance. Um, I guess I don't have anything else to really say about The Little Mermaid, except I love it. It's very enjoyable for kids and adults. 
I would recommend you watching it. You don't have to be like me and watch it 5,000 times. I don't even count because I'm sure I've seen it. I probably have watched it three times a year. Not counting the first like six years when I watched it over and over and over and over. Um, yeah, so I hope you enjoy the film as much as I did. I hope that Prince Eric will become your favorite as he is mine. I just, I love his voice. I love his dimples. I love everything about him. Kind of reminds me of my husband, so that might be even more reason why he's my favorite prince. But you judge for yourself, and I would love to hear from you who your favorite prince and or princess is, so just leave comments in the comic space. And this, again, this was my first attempt at a podcast, and I hope you enjoyed it. So with that, I will say have a good evening until next time. Thank <laughs> you.